What are the two strongest days of the week? Saturday and Sunday. The rest are weekdays. <laughs> Hi, and welcome back to another brew session with Marketing Essentials. I'm Jenna. I'm Jess. And I'm Jessica. And brew session is your chance to join us every week with your favorite brew, whether that's a cup of coffee or something stronger, as we discuss everything digital marketing. So on tap today, uh, first of all, this is our first official brew session. Um, if you caught our last episode, you probably heard us give you a couple of tips for working remotely, um, which we know is something that a lot of people are doing right now during the whole coronavirus situation. So this week, we're going to shift gears a little bit, and we're going to give you a couple of tips that you can start on right now. And then, now is actually even a good time to be doing this, um, and that is using video in your digital marketing strategy. So coming up, here is your double shot for this week. Okay, so today our guest on the Brew Session podcast is Alex Fry. So Alex is our video expert here at Marketing Essentials. And Alex, I'll let you tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you for having me. I'm a big podcast fan, so I'm excited to be here. I listen to tons of podcasts, so hopefully some of that will come in handy today. Um, <laughs> I am a project coordinator on Team Storm and Marketing Essentials. So I do a lot of the client-facing work. Um, I figure out exactly what our clients want, and I bring it to our team so they can help help bring it to life. So we listen to a lot of ideas. We ideate kind of in between uh, the client and our team and, and getting everything um, exactly as our clients want. So I do a lot of that, answer a lot of emails, and um, see projects through and do a lot of uh, planning and management. So it's always something different. Awesome. All right, so we have a couple questions that we are going to ask you today. So, uh, Jessica, I will let you go first. Yeah, can you just tell us a little bit about video and is why is video an important tactic that businesses can use to reach their audience? Right now, everybody is on a smartphone. Everyone is digital now. So video really helps capture attention. It gets engagement. Um, people don't want to scroll through and see a big block of text. They would rather be engaged by a video, and we've seen that in data over and over again, that people love video, and um, video is really here to stay for now. It's such a popular medium, and um, young people, old people, everybody, they're getting into video. I mean, we see YouTube as the most, I think, popular website there is, so it's, it's unbelievable. So I guess one of the biggest myths about video is that you have to spend a lot of money to do it. So maybe talk a little bit about that. Do you have to spend a lot of money to get a high quality video? Do you have to be a professional or what are some of the options out there? That is definitely a myth that you have to be a professional or spend a lot of money um, to create video. Um, the great thing about video creation right now is that you don't have to spend a fortune on expensive equipment and you don't have to be a professional to produce really quality content and promote it digitally. So that means that there are so many resources that you can use to get started. You don't have to invest in expensive equipment. I mean, everyone has a phone. Everybody can get a camera. I mean, we see kids on social media on TikTok making their own videos. So quick Google searches and things like that people can really utilize and make their own content. So I know we get this question a lot um, with our clients, but they're, they'll say, 
I'm in a boring industry. Um, mm-hmm. So is video still good for their brand? Like what advice would you give them? I would say regardless of the industry, you can definitely benefit from video content. And then I would say, especially if you're in a boring industry, you can benefit from video content. Mm-hmm. Um, videos can make anything more engaging and fun. And there are so many video opportunities regardless of the industry. Um, and there's always a story to tell. So regardless of what that is, there's a story. It's either a person, a human interest story. That's what people really want to say. And I would also tell them, don't be afraid to use humor in your storytelling. Don't take your industry so seriously that you can't have fun and tell a funny story. And maybe even poke a little fun about yourself. I mean, we can all do that. And people like to see that. Mm -hmm. And an example I saw recently of a, quote, boring industry um, is this industry called uh, Blender Tech. I think is they're called and they sell blenders so you know I guess what all what all can you say about your blenders or what all videos can you do and they actually started a series called will it blend and it was just one guy in a kitchen um, and he just every video put a different thing in the blender and it was just will it blend and he put an iPhone in there he had a hockey puck matchbox cars credit cards anything he would just put it in there and said will it blend and then people watch they were engaged by something and then you have that in your mind oh blender tech Mm -hmm. something like that so it doesn't have to be so serious it doesn't have to be this big production and this huge strategy I mean think simple start small and go from there and look on YouTube for ideas what are what are people doing to capture attention Mm -hmm. Um, what are people watching on YouTube it doesn't have to be It doesn't have to be a complex thing. So I would say definitely start simple, keep it creative, and add a little bit of humor in. Those are all really great tips. Yeah, for sure. Um, And I think the other thing is not every video needs to be a sales pitch. You know, the videos should inform, um, educate, engage, and entertain the audience. It doesn't always have to be, hey, come buy our product. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, And a lot of companies should look at... um, placing yourself as an industry expert. You should be an influencer. You should be an expert in your field. You should be able to answer those questions. Um, But you don't always have to make that sale right away, especially top of funnel stuff that you're looking to get out there. Just have a wealth of information for people and they can come back to you when they want to buy. All right. So another thing we hear quite often from our clients are people saying, I'm really nervous about being in front of the camera. Um, And we get that. So what Mm -hmm. tips do you have for those people? Um, I would say that is very normal. And I wouldn't expect anyone to feel comfortable in front of the camera right away. It's not a natural thing. So it definitely takes time. Um, It definitely gets easier every time you do it. That comfort level, you get a a little more comfortable, a little more comfortable every time. So I would say continue to try it. Record yourself if that helps you and watch it back. Um, Everyone is their own worst critic. So you just kind of have to get over that. You're going (laughs) to always be your own worst critic. You're always going to want to criticize yourself. I could watch a video of Jessica and say, oh, wow, that was great. And then she would watch it and, oh, I don't like that cringe. So that's always people's first instinct. So people aren't critiquing you like you're critiquing you. People don't care enough. Like you have to, you care about yourself more than anybody else. So you have to kind of think about that and kind of let that go. And that goes with the more you do it, the more you do it, the more comfortable you get. And so it's really normal starting out. Mm -hmm. And another big thing that people 
really, really don't like hearing is the sound of their own voice. And a lot of people are cringed or they kind of recoil when they hear like back when you had like a voicemail. I don't know if anyone still has one of those, but, <laughs> but things like that, yeah. um, people would hear and they would be like, oh, is that what I sound like? And not liking the sound of your voice is actually so common that there's a term for it. It's called voice confrontation. And it's something to do with the bone conduction. Like when you hear your voice inside your head, you hear it one way because of the frequencies. And then when it's recorded back without the frequencies, it sounds higher sometimes or just different. Hmm. So that's why that is. And that happens to everybody. So a lot of people do have issues with being on camera and seeing themselves on video. You have to get over it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I think a lot of people are more forgiving than you think too. I think people, mm -hmm. if you're just doing a quick social video or something, mm -hmm. I think people understand this is just a quick, you know, introduction. It's not a huge production and, and you just Absolutely. have to kind of have the confidence. Absolutely. And if you're authentic, people can see that. Your audience, they're savvy, especially on social media. If you're on there very fake, people know that's fake. If you come in authentic, people know that's, that's who you are. It's just mm -hmm. very authentic. So know that your audience will pick up on that. And especially when we talk about video production and everything doesn't have to be this big professional production. Maybe some videos are for your company, but maybe something is a Facebook Live, an Instagram Live. Maybe you're just doing a quick video that you're posting. Um, you don't have to get the script and everything out for that. People will understand that's authentic. Especially people that are on social media now, they know they get it. So you don't have to worry about that as much. So um, we talked about TikTok, a couple of like other platforms like YouTube. So like TikTok is maybe a, a few seconds long. They're very short videos, and mm -hmm. your YouTube videos that are like three hours long. So um, how long should videos last, and how long do people actually stay engaged? I would say um, that's a great question. <laughs> um, that is like the question of the hour right now. Um, it's a huge question, um, not only for content creators, but for marketing agencies. And there is no magic answer, um, but there are stats that we can look at. And there are ranges and benchmarks that you can kind of test out with your audience and feel out to kind of guide those videos. So if you do want to answer across the board, a lot of experts will recommend under two minutes. Um, but we see so much stuff, Instagram TV or IGTV, um, those are 10 minutes long. So people are expecting a longer video when they're looking at IGTV. On YouTube, I mean, you can watch a whole movie, upload a whole movie on there, but people will watch for 20, 25 minutes. I mean, people are really on YouTube to be engaged, so you can have longer videos on YouTube. Um, LinkedIn trends higher than most social media, it's like 10 minutes that people say people are very engaged on there. Um, Facebook, the benchmark is kind of 30 to 90 seconds, but that's kind of been broken because we see five minutes and longer. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've seen like something you may be interested in, I watch a video and then I scroll on and watch another one and all of a sudden yep. I'm like, how long have I been sitting here watching videos? And the reason that I think that is because I'm engaged. Mm -hmm. So as long as you're engaged with the video, you shouldn't tie yourself so much to length. It's really going to depend. And especially on some of those bottom of the funnel videos that we talk about, those can be a lot longer because someone's at the end of that sales cycle or they're trying to find out everything that they can about it. So those can be longer. Mm -hmm. um, last year I went to VidCon, which is one of the largest video conventions for content creators and YouTubers. And one of the biggest takeaways when it comes to video length was quality over quantity, which means don't be focused on that length, be focused on what you're telling. 
Um, and one of the things they said was people don't have 30 seconds to be interrupted, but they have 30 minutes to watch a great story. So that's just something to think about when creating a video. How long do you need to tell your story? And don't be tied to those times. Very good tips. That's some excellent advice. Thank, Thank you, you, Alex. Thank um, you so much. This has been fun. I hope I come back. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So this week's house blend goes right along with our video tips, as video is very trendy right now with the whole coronavirus cir circumstances. So as you know, um, we are secluded to our homes for most of us, and we can't do a whole lot of human interaction, just to prevent the spread. So video is very crucial right now to keep up with communication and having that face-to-face -face without being close to one another. So um, a lot of uh, great things about video is if you have a family member that's currently in a retirement home or um, they're secluded to their homes as well, it's just a great way to use tools such as FaceTime, um, Skype and those type of things to keep in touch and see how they are doing and it gives them a lot more human interaction um, without actually being close you know physically close by yeah and I think even with your business we've seen some fun examples of people just doing quick little like Facebook live type videos um, where they share like a fun giveaway that they're doing or just something kind of lighthearted. I think right now that's kind of what people are looking for it doesn't need to be anything heavy and it doesn't really need to be the time that you're trying to sell a bunch of stuff exactly I think this is the perfect opportunity to really push outside of your box and think of creative ways for your clients to utilize video because this is something you can do again on your phone you can use your laptop to record you and you can get these out really quick and easy and it's a great way to create that connection in a time where a lot of people feel very disconnected yeah, and I think video is a great thing for like your, you know, personal mental health. I know a lot of us are feeling overwhelmed, anxious. Um, I know for me, I've been watching a lot of TikTok. I mean, there's some really funny videos. Um, my husband wasn't really into it, but now we're kind of just taking, you know, 10, 15 minutes to watch some, you know, funny videos and try to laugh because laughing obviously makes you feel better. Yeah, for sure. So some of you actually um, got to visit our Instagram page and you submitted some questions. So I want to take the time right now to go through some of these questions. So um, one of you had asked, what is the best video conferencing system for small groups? So there are a few um, great video conferencing options out there. So the one we utilize quite frequently is Zoom. And there are other similar ones like GoToMeeting and as well as Google Hangouts, which you can use for free. So do one of you want to speak to Google Hangouts and maybe getting up and running with that? I think that's probably the best one for users who are just getting started with video conferencing. Yeah, I can talk about that. Hangouts is um, it's free. And if you have a Gmail account, you already have access to Hangouts. Um, sometimes I know it can be a little complicated if your work email is not Gmail, but if you, even if you have a personal Gmail account, you can invite other users um, with their Gmail accounts and you can have a quick meeting. It's, it's very simple. Um, all you have to do is set up a calendar invite within your Google Calendar app um, and you can add a link that everyone can then click and just join the meeting. So we do that quite a bit. It's just a, a quick and easy way to do a, a virtual meeting. Okay, good answers. 
Um, the next question is, how do you maintain coworker interaction? So obviously we're, you know, kind of apart right now, so we don't, you know, spread germs. So like we all crave that human interaction, even though we have our family with us, we kind of sometimes need a little more human interaction outside of the home. So what would, um, what would your recommendations be? I would say for those who aren't frequently using video calls or video conferencing to interact with their coworkers, I'd go ahead and set that up and make that a part of your everyday routine. So even if it's just a five to 10 minute check-in at the beginning of the day or a debriefing for 10 minutes via video conferencing at the end of the day, that's a great way to start establishing some consistent communication with your coworkers. Some other ideas is to maybe schedule a virtual lunch date with your coworkers. Again, use these free video conferencing tools like Google Hangouts to jump on and you know, interact with your coworkers over lunch or schedule something towards the end of the week like, on the, on, at the end of the day on Friday, you know, you can schedule a time to do virtual drinks with your coworkers once the workday is ended. So I think there's really easy ways to set up these, you know, casual meetings with your coworkers to really stay interacting with them. Yeah, and I don't think you have to necessarily wait for a special occasion either. I think a lot of times we might hesitate to reach out. We're like, oh, I don't, I don't really need necessarily help right now or I don't wanna bother this person. Um, but I think this is a good time just maybe throughout the day if you're kind of feeling like, hey, I want to talk to somebody, don't be afraid to reach out to a coworker and just have a quick chat. I think they'll appreciate it too. Yeah, great tips. I, I especially like the um, end of the week as we know it, you know, we're still working, but um, having that end of the week kind of a team group whether it's like a happy hour type thing, um, doing, like you said, virtual drinks, that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, could be a time to not even really talk about coronavirus and just talk about, you know, really fun things that are going on with our families. Like, like I said, we're spending a lot more time with them. So just sharing like family news and just doing some really lighthearted things or activities like that would be amazing. So the third question that came to us was, how do you stay focused and not get distracted by house chores? So we talked about this a little bit in our last podcast, but I know this is a big topic for a lot of people, especially if you're not used to working from home um, or if you feel when you are at home, you need to be doing cleaning and things like that. So a couple of our good tips for this. Um, first of all, set up a dedicated working space that you can go to every day where you feel like you are going to work, like it's your own little office. Um, I think that kind of helps reduce that, that feeling of I'm just sitting at home, I need to be doing chores. Um, and you can also, if you, if you do have things to get done, because we all do, of course, you can schedule in some short breaks to take care of those chores if you have to throw a load of laundry in um, or whatever. If you, if you build that time into your schedule, then that way it doesn't end up eating up your whole day. Yep, I think those are all really great tips so that you can help not get distracted. Have a question? Don't forget to visit our Instagram page at mktg underscore essentials and check out our podcast highlight to submit your question. Your question could be highlighted in our next episode. Okay, and finally for our last call, we just wanted to thank all of our listeners for joining us on our first few episodes of Brew Session with Marketing Essentials. If you haven't had a chance yet, we strongly encourage you to listen to the episode that just dropped the other day with tips and tricks for working remotely. 
and be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. Thank you. See ya.